0: Today, with
1: Jonette on Live 95. Now, it's been a couple of years since the government announced 200,000 in funding to help tackle the issue of illegal scramblers and quad bikes. But is the problem going away? Well, let's hear from you, some of our listeners on the street, about what you think about this issue.
2: Well, I think it's okay, something that they like to do in their lives. As long as the be okay. As long as they have something like um, knee pads, they'll be all right. I don't know much, but I've seen a lot of kids driving around, which means it's unregulated. It's obviously difficult to regulate if parents are allowing them to. They're not wearing helmets. They're not obviously adhering to any, you know, road, rules of the road, so it's really dangerous. Someone is going to get really hurt. I'd say about 15, 14, 15. And there could be a younger kid normally on the back. Parents really wake up and realise that if they're going to give these to the kids, what do they think the kids are going to do with them? They're inevitably, they're going to push the boundaries. They're going to end up out on the road. So it's it's back to the parents, really. Parents are buying them, they have to take responsibility. So I think they should be finding the parents or whoever are the owners, owners of them.
1: You know, the proper place is the field. or will have a track for them, you know, so they, they have nothing to do. So what happens is they, they drive the bike and uh, they need someone with them as well. But see if the gas take them off them, they're going to drive them into more trouble. You are trying to buy the gas or they, they go to pack. You know, like we all done years ago, I drove bikes myself and they just go the short ways, you get it? And mostly, they, they, they don't even realise what they're doing. It's just, you, you know, some of them are willing to handle them. But the only thing about it is it's more dangerous when they're that young because they go down onto the road. So if they had someone with them to su- supervise them or get them into, you know, a, a, a thing that people ha- have a track and make a place for them so they can supervise them.
2: I see them, like, inside, like, you know, like public places and parks and different places. Like, um with their friends and stuff hanging out on their bikes. I think they'd be going like, like very fast, like, but I think it's really unsafe for the little kids, and when they're on their bikes, it's kind of grand because the little kids have, they're all safe, like, with their mums and all. So, as long as the children are safe, that's grand.
1: Some of your views about scramblers and Councillor Frankie Daly is with me in the studio this Monday morning to discuss the issues being experienced in the Corberly area at the moment on this. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, no, Joe. How are you getting on? So explain to me what is happening, what you're hearing about. Well, basically, it's not just scrambling.
3: It could be people jocking horses. It could be kind of people on even the e-scooters and stuff like that. And I suppose... I suppose the way they're they're using them I think it's just it's just very frightening to I suppose some of the elderly members of society particularly using the Shannon Fields the Corbally Bank and indeed I've I've heard I've been getting complaints across Garion, across Crosscleely Tom, and Get Balinanti that there's young kids kind of flying around on bikes and so on and so forth I think now, most
1: people would understand that it can be a frightening experience but is it possibly dangerous as well It's very dangerous and I think from the point of view, from
3: if we just point out the Carberry example, you have, only last week you had kind of individuals coming in basically driving around, ripping up gardens, Joe, like, you know. um, Private gardens? Private gardens, like, you know, and the lawlessness associated with it. And the point is, we unfortunately, and I, I I, I can't blame the guards because I work with them so closely and you Know, I have the unique that I know a lot of them on a personal basis and they'd help me. But what I'm finding, Joe, is if after five o'clock on a, on a weekday, even if they make a call to kind of log a complaint, like a scenario like that, you might get someone out for till the following day because of this new system going to Cork. So someone rings Henry Street, and I think a lot of the public are so frustrated they're ringing Henry Street to get a quick, you know, a bit of support out with Gardy. In previous years gone by, you could pop up to Mairstone. That's kind of closed at about 5 o'clock. So you don't have that personal touch anymore. And I think, you know, we're, we're, we're going further
1: further away from... No, can you just explain this to me in a bit more detail, Councillor Frankie Daly? So are you saying that if you ring the main number for... Henry Street. One of the radio, uh, one of the Garda stations... Yes. They'll put you onto on a
3: certain office in Cork to deal with it. Now, the problem they'll is... They'll transfer you? They'll yeah. transfer
1: you then... Cork, so you'll be you'll so. Be... So somebody will pick up the phone in Henry Street, but will say to you, "Yeah, I'm we now, need to. I'm now transferring you to Cork."
3: And what happens in Cork? What happens in Cork? then? it, because in in the database, so there's other issues then that have been collated. And um, you know, I think probably this structure in theory, it's it's a fantastic theory because it's been streamlined and it's been kind of, do you know, it's all high tech.
1: But in reality. You know, and it builds a stats base, does it for it the stat, it, Yeah, it's all linked uh, in with that. So, which, so it, you end up I'll connected re- to Cork. You explain your issue; it may be categorised. Yeah, and then what happens? Does it go back to the likes of Henry Street? What happens then? What I'm finding is, it it might go
3: back, but we mightn't see. According to a lot of the residents I'm dealing with, there seems to be a delay then because this is a kind of an administrative tool, and then it's been sorted, and then it might come back. And in fairness. We don't have that. We don't have enough guards anyway. Um, so this is a huge issue that I see. I'm looking at it from a holistic and, point of view. Like, and you, know?
1: you have seen that situation create a delay time compared to before this tool huge, existed. Huge. So if, if at least if you're
3: in Her- Henry Street, you'd have someone there directly in Limerick dealing with it, and they could know someone, and if the, if if it was communicated in such a way that there was an urgency, so there's a bit of leeway? you know that 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 grey is there? But, you know, when it goes into this kind of, when it goes into kind of a, a newer kind of a system, probably more rigour, and, it, it, you know, that isn't there. An example I'd give is um, one of the midterm breaks there a few, a couple of months ago, a well-known individual. in on the north side, I won't identify, but his, his, his house was kind of battered and windows broke and so on and so forth. And an, an elderly neighbour came to him to support him and they didn't see the guards for a number of days, like you know. So that was in the the bank
1: holiday. But, but for absolute clarity, now, if someone rings nine nine nine, I assume that's separate again, and that will get a faster response, surely?
3: Yeah, I, I think it, no. I think it goes to Cork. It'll
1: go even to on Cork. the nine 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 system. Even so, on... so, th- so this isn't just through the reception desks of no. the guard stations in Limerick. You're suggesting that even through nine nine nine. I'm but a, surely 999 think, would would has to respond more quickly depending on which emergency service yeah, but I'm i mean not, for example the fire service here yeah. you know it, uh, i think is responsible for emergency calls to the fire service for all of munster to my yeah. understanding yeah. um but clearly they move fast when yeah. they have to so i yeah. assume there is a, a distinction here between what you might describe as and it's very frightening for the individuals involved and can be worrying. I, I, think, I, don't it's more the
3: stations. I think it's more the stations with the anti-social behaviour. So if there was a serious criminality, I think there'd be something fairly quickly.
1: But for anti-social behaviour, if it was... you know, if, Because I think it's important that listeners yeah. don't get the impression that if they ring 999, they could be waiting three days for a response. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. Here. Yeah. You're clearly but, talking about calls to... Because you can go and check the public numbers yeah. for our local Garda stations and ring them. So maybe in that sense, you, yeah. your understanding is it now goes to a sorting system in Cork. Yeah, it's it's mainly for the antisocial behavioural ones. The more serious ones, Joe, I'll I'd, yeah. I'd double check
3: it, but I'd be 99% percent you would be right in that. But it's just the, the main ones there that should have numbers to ring Mayorstone or ring
1: Henry Street that they're now going to Cork. Okay, it, let's hear from a colleague of yours on the council, Councillor Conor Sheehan.
0: Well, I think you need a task force because you need to bring a number of different agencies together in order to tackle this. I think you need to bring the Gardaí. I think you need to bring representatives of the council. You need to bring elected councillors. You need to bring community organisations. And you need to bring the RSA together because enforcement alone will not tackle this issue. And look, we know we have legislation coming down the line to give the Gardaí more powers. But I believe... We need a task force and we also need a specific targeted operation looking at the walkway from the city centre at Lelia Street up as far as the university and up as far as the Shannon Banks because at present those routes are being used as a rat run for scramblers. And I've had loads of people come to me, my own mother included, to tell me that they have had to jump out of the way to narrowly avoid being hit. I mean, there are people going around Driving scrambler bikes ask people to frighten them. And there is only, a, you know, we're only waiting for a serious accident to occur and for somebody to get seriously hurt in, in, in relation to this.
1: Labour Councillor Conor Sheehan there and Councillor Frankie Daly is with me in the studio. So how much more serious is the situation with scramblers now than even 12 or 18 months ago?
3: I think, from the point of view, a lot of the people, I suppose, they probably don't realise, they're probably looking to do good, but unfortunately, it's having the adverse effect, and I think... What do you mean by that now? Looking th- to do good? I think some people that mightn't grasp the idea, like they might give, you know, they might go out with good intentions and, and give give their child a, you know, a present at Christmas and stuff like that, and they might think that might keep more out of trouble. What it does is, you know, it can lead to, you know, other consequences in terms of you know, the, the mainland public being victim of, you know, being knocked knocked over and so on and so forth when they, when they kind of stray, like, you know. How young are some of the people on these scramblers? S- some of the people on these can be as young as nine and ten years old, Joe, like, you know, and I think to, to, to agree with Councillor Sheehan, I think a task force is important, but you need resources, you need purse strings, you need government departments to fund the chief,
1: even patrols. To kind of have a kind of a... Right, but the 200,000, that was for Dublin and Limerick, wasn't it? I mentioned at the start yeah. of our chat.
3: Yeah, I think the reality is, like, just, you know, you, you need more Gardaí, like, you know, I know it's, like, I was only talking... That's a, that's a separate issue of funding, though, isn't it, from this? Yeah, I think so, like, you know, but mm-hmm. I think... If we can have more guardy, I think, and that more connectivity from a community point of view, you can engage. As was mentioned by one of your listeners, you know that there could be some, you know, compromise found. I know in Myerasta have an actual an area that they actually. You know, they blow off a bit of steam and it's worked quite successfully. And what you have is you have community leaders within the Myrna community that know some of these young people and they can say, listen, you're not getting into club anymore. And what, what happened from the evidence from there was there was a decrease in kind of fellas flying around the estate and things like that. So that was an example that worked. So if you could bring something like that across and kind of, you know, it's just you, you have to think outside the box. But in terms of the whole antisocial behavioral point of view, even from bikes, horses, And just in general, hanging about, I think, subsidising, like, giving some overtime and subsidising additional, kind of, some people, some of the Gardaí that we have in force, because we don't have enough Gardaí. I think we need to incentivise Gardaí to stay on and, 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 and kind of patrol,
1: like, you know. Do Gardaí have the laws required to deal with the situation if they can get to the scene?
3: to be quite honest with you I've spoken it's nearly more harm than good because what happens is if you go after an individual and they get hurt the, the, you know who's liable and they're young kids they're nine years of age so this is a chicken and egg situation so this is not this is a multifaceted um, you know it's, it's something that needs to be done indeed with the communities with you know youth groups youth services you know the council elected members and the chief's office
1: To coin a phrase then Councillor Frankie Daly has the scrambler bolted on this in the sense that can you stop the scramblers themselves, or is it more about managing and containing the situation?
3: I think it can be stopped, but it needs to be a community response. I need it needs to be genuine because I think even within the community side of it, the, there a lot of the individuals that are doing it that are known. So it's about targeting that and working with the scenario. And I think the legislation is—it's like even with the GDPR, Joe—we've had more cameras taken out because. So much red tape and getting stuff done and and, and X, Y and Z and that's just the way it is. So, you know, sometimes we've got to work within the system to do the best we can. But we know a lot of the individuals and we need to try and work with them to, to kind of as best as possible.
1: Finally, for now, if there isn't a reaction, if some of the suggestions that you've made aren't implemented, what sort of situation do you think we could be in 12 months from now? I think what you're looking at is someone's gonna get hurt, particularly out in the banks and
3: coming up to the summer in particular in the Shannon Fields and, and the Canal Bank. it's quite narrow, you know, particularly if there's two or three walking, you know, people are gonna get hurt, people are gonna get injured. And I suppose that anxiety with elderly they don't deserve that, they don't need that and they need to be supported. And someone said to me, Why don't we close off, you know, and make it narrow to go you know, for bikes to go through but what happens then is, you know, how the wheelchair users they're excluded, so you know, and then you could get a kind of an electric gate but then there's huge funds. It's, you know, it's 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 not an easy job, but it just needs to be highlighted to the public. And I know, you know, in fairness to, you know public usually get behind and they drive it on in, in terms of TDs and, and councillors and we needed
1: need to be out there on your show. OK. Well, listen, thank you very much for coming in to us this Monday morning. That's Councillor Frankie Daly there and based on what Frankie has said, what are your observations and not only in his part of the world but more generally across Limerick City and County when it comes to scramblers? We'd like to hear from you.
2: Your views,
0: your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Netsch on Live
2: 95.